Hey, this is Kelly. I just want to show you. I just you see that red car driving down there. I just I just watched my son Alec uh, load up his car and uh, pack and head back to college for the first time by himself. See, I didn't think he'd ever learn to drive. In fact, when he was three, a neurologist local in town, I asked her, would Alec ever hold a job when he was about three? And she said, kind of laughed, literally laughed and said, a job? He won't even know what the word job means. And as I saw him leaving by himself, he wanted to go by himself. I've, we, we've done it very slowly where I would lead him and then he would follow me or, or first I was with him in the car and, and then he would lead, I would lead him and he would follow me back to school and back home. And, and then we switched. So he was leading and this time he wanted to go by himself. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a mama bear. I, you know, I kind of been holding on maybe a little too hard, a little too long, but he wanted to go by himself. And, uh, as you know, um, a long time ago, uh, they, uh, he was tested for autism. And, um, when the neurologist at three told me that word, I, I knew that I had a choice to make. I'm going to believe that word, or I'm going to believe every word that the Bible says about my son. And I chose to reject it. And let me tell you, it was hard because there's a lot of times when the reality of what I was seeing was not matching what the, the word of God was saying. So a long time ago, even when I went and prayed with a group of elder women in the church, they're prayer warriors, one of them said to me, your son's going to be healed, but it's going to take a long time. You have to choose. What are you going to believe? And I chose to believe the word of God and the words of encouragement over the words of uh, discouragement. We get discouragement every day of our lives. People tell us, you're not going to do this. We tell ourselves that. I'll never be this. I'll never be that. I'll always be blank. The power of the word that comes out of our mouths is in the tongue. <laughs> the scripture confirms this. power of life and death is in the tongue. And uh, I often, often wondered when... Um, Elizabeth was given the child John the Baptist and how the angel came to his dad and and he questioned what the angel was saying about his son and he struck a mute until the baby John was born I think that's because we have more in our ability there is power of life and death in the tongue just like the scripture says so it's been a battle to, to choose to believe what the Lord says and not believe, you know, I, we, we were kind of blessed because we didn't have a lot of money for therapists, but I'm pretty sure, you know, I would have been reinforcing what people saw in my son all those years rather than what God was seeing in him. Um, so as he drove off by himself today, this morning, as he drove down the street, I saw every image of him tantrums in the yard um not being able to play with anyone because he couldn't function so many tantrums um 
I saw them all. And then I saw him driving down that road. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, what that if you catch a thief, he must give back seven times. And the devil tried to get my son, but he gave him back. I prayed that prayer so many times. And this is why this is important. This is why I'm telling you this. For many years, I would not tell people the things that I was seeing God do because I felt like I didn't want to brag. But it's not bragging in myself. I am nothing. The Lord is everything. And every promise that he gave me, every promise in scripture is for you too. So it doesn't matter if the reality of what you see around you right now doesn't match what the word of God says. You believe in that word of God because I am here to tell you it is far greater than we can ask or imagine. No matter what you're seeing, no matter what sickness you're encountering, poverty, you do not agree with it. Instead, you find those scriptures, those promises of God, the word of God is packed with them. The, our God is a good God. He wants us to walk in favor and prosperity so that we can bless people, not be beaten down so much by a world that we become forever victims. We're overcomers. We're overcomers, and it's time we stood up to be all that Christ saved us to be and to give it back to Jesus. There are many people that say this world is doomed. And I read the end of the book. I know what it says. But it's like so many people just want to believe every discouraging word about them and about the world and about... And if you open your eyes, it's all there. I mean, you see it. But instead... I believe that there is a special time and a special generation that the bride is ready, that has readied herself for the coming of the bridegroom. And that's not a beaten up bride. That is a bride standing there, one of five of the ten, that as her lamps lit, her oil, that's the spirit, is flowing. And she is beautiful and ready. And that's when he's coming back. You know, there's this Matthew 24 has that long list of all the things that are coming. The love of many will grow cold and there's so many things that are going to go wrong and violence will, will cover the earth and all that stuff we see. But then there's that one little verse. It's almost like a pause or a breath that Jesus said, and then the gospel will be proclaimed. That means publicly, look it up, around the world. And then the end will come, he says. And then everything after that, in equal distance to the things before, are the tribulation, the, the things of the tribulation. So that's a pause. And I almost, the Lord is speaking to me and he's saying, when Jesus said, will I find faith when I return? That's why it's connected to that pause. He's saying, are you going to have faith? to step into the fullness of God. When he came back for 40 days, the enemy tried to steal 40 days from him in the wilderness. He got 40 days back where what he preached about and teached about was the kingdom of God that was at hand. It's here. It's it, We have access to it through Jesus. So what I want is to share these victories because they're available to all of us. All of us. It might take a long time, but that's okay. And everything, there's a season. There's a season for victory too. There's a season of rains and a season of harvest. 
we're not going to be in this terrible, oppressive time forever. There is a time of harvest coming. And I believe that this next generation has had so many attacks because there's something really good coming with this generation that the enemy has sought for so long. Well, he can't have them. You know, he can't have them. They're going to be this beautiful generation that walks in the fullness of God. That's what the meat that Paul was talking about. Let's walk in the meat. I am so dissatisfied with anything less than that. I want the fullness. I see it when I see my son drive down that street when no one believed in him. But a little lady who was praying in the spirit and said, he's going to be healed, but it's going to take a long time. And so he goes. And that's available. We're not special. That's available to anyone. Anyone. It's the promises that have the power. It's the blood of Christ that has the power. It's the spirit of God that we've quenched because we've been taught that way. Or just maybe we just haven't realized it. Or maybe we've doubted. Or maybe life, the enemy's stolen it from us. But we can refuse it. Don't quench the spirit. Don't put God in a box. He's moving today. And I hope that encourages you. So anyway, I'm here telling you the story because I want to give glory to God. Because everything that he has done, every everything, every promise I've ever trusted him with, he's been faithful to it. And I am no special person. It's available to you too. So believe it. Speak good. Speak life over yourself. Do not agree with the terrible words of the enemy because he wants us to agree with it. Don't. Because when we come into agreement with the word of God, 